It's a hilarious film. Just it's like a hilarious one. film. Yes. It's Anchorman, like... Ron Burgundy. Milwaukee. He says, Baxter, bark twice if you're in Milwaukee. As the Milwaukee Bucks... Are leading by 28 right now. No. They're leading by 18. Oh my gosh. Insane. Alright, well, we have a comeback here. And I believe to the... Last time I checked, it was 72-100, so... Jeez. Yeah, the Warriors are on a 17-3 run as we speak, ladies and gentlemen. Interesting, interesting. Okay, so 9-20 left in the fourth. Steph's on the bench. I think Clay's on the bench right now. Yeah. This this could be a little bit of a, of a game. We got a woozy one here, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Mitchell Keith. Matty Ice. And welcome to the Balls Out Podcast. All the intelligent, petty basketball talk. And uh, we're ready for the petty tonight, aren't we? Oh, we're ready. Let's bring on the petty. Greek Freak has the ball. He's going to dribble with his right and his left. He's going to go down. He's going to roll after the screen by McCollum. McCollum's going to shoot the three, and it is good. Oh, nothing but net as the Milwaukee Bucks now have a 22-point lead, 104-82, 8-33 left in the game, Matty Ice. What are you seeing out there from the court? <laughs> what is that accent? <laughs> is that how you imagine the Milwaukee broadcasters Like sound? from the 50s or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was, it was good. It was good broadcasting right there. Honestly, yeah. that, that was good. <laughs> Dedication. I, I stuck to the character. Um, so I referenced this in the last podcast episode as Milwaukee just drains another three. Rodney Hood, who's been on more teams lately than probably Lou Williams, which that's saying a lot. Uh, but <laughs> Milwaukee... For Vince Carter in his latter years. For real. Damn. No, that and Dwight Howard. Yes. He's also been a journeyman. Yes, they have. Um, uh, back to what you were saying, though. So, okay. yeah, Milwaukee Bucks. It's excellent basketball they're playing tonight against the Warriors. They have been, I feel like, the least talked about championship team. Besides the Toronto Raptors after they won their chip because Kawhi left. So, there's no way they were going to be talked about. Yeah. But just for, like, they brought the same team back. We see what happens with the Bulls. So they're getting a lot of hype talk. Not hype. I shouldn't say hype. They're legit. The Heats are still getting that talk. Uh, the Nets. And then you got the other side, Warriors, Suns, and of course even the Lakers are still getting that talk with their struggles. So why are the Milwaukee Bucks not being talked about enough, you think? what? What is it just not sexy? Is it because no one believes in them as much? Do you think a lot of people see them? They got lucky last year? I think a lot of people... With, with what you said on that, is that they agree to think that they were lucky. They're lucky they won that. Um, but no, I think there's a lot more talent to be seen on that team, but they're all very much... They're, they're all-stars. There are a lot of all-stars, but they don't have a lot of superstars on that team. So they don't bring a lot of views or kind of like... TV ratings. Great point. You know? So like, people are watching this game for the Warriors, not watching it for the Bucks. Right. Even with the Greek freak. Yes. So it's very much like your San Antonio Spurs, Duncan, Parker, Ginobili yes. type of vibe, right? Like when, when they had their series against the Heat or, uh, or just even regular season matchups against like the Lakers, people were watching for the Lakers. They weren't watching for the Spurs, even though the Spurs had better records and things like that. No one cared that the Spurs were number one. No, it, not at all. No, but really. They rode the one seed for like five years straight. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, nobody cared because, I mean, like I said, they're, super, or they're, they're superstars and there's all-stars. 
when it comes to the like the caliberness of the players in the league that we have today. Mm-hmm. And I think the best way to to rate how they are is with superstars. They just bring the media, the TV ratings, like the views, and that's also they tend to be more. I think in today's age they need to or they tend to be more involved social media wise. You know. Yeah. I mean, that's a very fair point, uh, Matty Ice. You know, our uh, we got some listeners. Shout out to Joe. He actually was in my DMs yesterday, you know, um, and he presented me this quote by Dwayne Wade saying how, like, eventually players are going to remember Jordan and fans are going to remember Jordan equivalent to how we remember Kareem. Like, mm-hmm. the irrelevancy. Yes. Like, they're going to be more irrelevant as time goes on. And I don't necessarily... And Joe uh, brought up this point first about Jordan and how he ch- he's trendsendy. He, yeah. Like, he's not your normal superstar of a decade type of player. No, because he... Well, it's a little different what Jordan did to the did and for the NBA than I think any other player has truly done for the NBA. And how it's withstand at time and what how he's continuing yes. to do and, that. Yeah. And it's not only just Jordan that he was the catalyst of that, but um, who was the commissioner before? I just blanked on his name. Uh, Howard Stern? Howard Stern. Howard Stern. Yep. Intelligent man. Mm-hmm. He was very prominent in branding basketball outside of America. Yes. And that has also grown into why the NBA is so big now. I mean, look at how many foreign players are in the NBA now compared to a decade ago. Oh my God. Like 20 years ago. Yeah. I mean, Embiid, Greek Freak, and Luca, first three names come to mind. And yeah. all three of them are superstars in their own right. Yep. I exactly. mean, that's, like, that's crazy. It's, it's definitely changed a lot. And I, that also gives credit to why the Olympics are not as easy anymore. Mmm because because other Europeans are yeah. all evolving with their game. The yeah. South American countries are all uh, evolving with their game too. They're trying to keep up with the times and the times keep evolving. Yeah. And they're developing better. Yes, exactly. They mm-hmm. have better, uh, just better camps overall and better uh, coaching around the world, which is why we're able to get so many great players in the NBA that are not just from America. Great point. So Matty Ice... Um, but with the quote of D-Wade, I think that uh, he will lose some of it in the sense of he won't be as relevant, but I don't think it'll be to that point. Got ever, it. You know? Yeah. No, you're, you're absolutely... And that's what I was saying with Joe, because I don't think Jordan... I think LeBron people will forget. They already do forget those still watching how his how great he was 10 years ago or how great he still is how right great now. he still is right even now. though he's slapping his own hand to catch fouls you know but it's no big deal it's no big deal well, averaging averages, what, almost 32? 35 points oh, yeah, yeah. in the last 12 games as center right is he still starting yeah center? he's Jeez, still center please. but it's not fair <laughs> jordan jordan's gonna always just be like on the face like vince lombardi to football mm-hmm. you know vince lombardi has not gone away yeah and he's had the, it's called the lombardi trophy yeah like they're like jordan's in that type of element yes all right maddie ice so they released a list today of the six 
top tier, three in each conference. Mm-hmm. And the three in the West are the Suns, Warriors, Grizzlies. And then the three in the East are the Nets, Bulls, Bucks. So out of those six, Suns, Warriors, Grizzlies, Nets, Bulls, Bucks, which one do you trust the most and which one do you trust the least? Yeah, take a moment to ponder that. I feel like I want to say that I trust the Grizzlies, but I don't think they've proved themselves yet. This year will prove things for them. So I think they're the most untrustworthy in that power ranking in the West. Remember the Jazz two years ago? Yes. When they were that top three? Yeah. And then even last year they were the number one seed and still we didn't trust them. And now even though the Jazz aren't a top three, we trust them more? Yeah. I feel like that's where the Grizzlies are now. Yeah. Like next year we could trust them a little more. They still won't. And then like two years, they're two years away. Yeah, no matter what place in the one through eight, if they remain... Or I would say one through six. If they remain in those six. top six throughout the entire season two years from now, like, mm-hmm. yeah, I think they have a little more trust behind them. And honestly, I still feel like the Bulls are the most shaky in those top three of the East. Because we, we still don't know. We don't know. Yeah, we really don't know. I can't. I still can't really pinpoint why they're doing so well. Like, DeMar's I feel like each... Evelation. I... And not just him, but it's like, I feel like each night when they do win, it's a new person producing for them. Yeah. Levine is showing up when he needs to. Like you said, DeMar DeRozan, he's elevated his game to a completely new height and at his age is amazing. Yeah. But then like you have Lonzo who is still developing, I think, overall. And his three-point shot is getting a a lot smoother. Mm -hmm. His release looks nice. I just feel like he needs to take more shots. Yeah. He doesn't, right now he doesn't have like the confidence, but I think if Lonzo took more shots, he would make more shots. Well, it's hard. I mean, we didn't even mention uh, Vucevic. Oh yeah, Vucevic. The former all-star that got traded from Orlando last year. He, he, we watched him against the Pistons and that dude had a double-double. He was dominating the paint. Um, I know the Bulls could probably use one more center piece. Cause, and then that would just solidify their starting lineup. <coughs> Signed DeMarcus Cousins. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I think the Bulls are are just a piece away. Yeah. But trustworthy Grizzlies and Bulls, I'm with you on... Um, do you, I, I think I distrust the Grizzlies more than the Bulls, though. Because yeah. of DeMar DeRozan. You have more veterans with the Bulls yeah. than you do with the, the Grizzlies. Agreed. The Grizzlies are very young. And I think I trust Milwaukee the most. Yeah. I I think they're the most championship-built team right now in the NBA. Yeah. When it comes to how, just how they're playing regular season. That I don't feel like they're getting on too many highs and lows on, on wins and losses right now with, with how their season's going. I think they're just kind of playing it. And I... I I mean, we're officially halfway through the we're 41 games. That's crazy. Yeah. That was quick. Yeah, it wow. happened super fast. So that actually, side note, 41 games and the Lakers are still where they stand. 
I mean, we, you and I called it about average, right? Yeah. They're going to stay average. We did not mean average halfway through. No. I like, 20 games was more of like, okay, you got to start making moves. Yeah. The thing is with trades, because I, I heard something on the radio about like Ben Simmons coming to, to the Lakers, and I'm so tired of hearing Ben Simmons trades. Um, but I was like, the sportscaster made a very good point where he was like, if you trade Ben Simmons for Westbrook, you trade someone who can't shoot for someone who won't shoot. Mm, what's the point? It's the exact same thing. Yeah. yeah. I'd rather have someone that can't shoot that will shoot because eventually they've got to go in. Who shows up every night? Yeah. Even though he doesn't shoot well out of Westbrook and Simmons, Westbrook shows up to play every night. Oh, yeah. And shows up to up. hustle. Yeah. And even with the psychological, that doesn't hesitate him. Like, he'll bring that same energy. So, I look at it from that standpoint of when playoffs come around, keep Westbrook. Yeah. I understand he's still struggling. I, I call me crazy, but I think when the playoffs come, there's going to be an um, a little bit of an elevation for Westbrook's game. I don't know. I'm not going to... I can't explain it. But if they choose to keep him, they make it. I see Westbrook... But it somehow is, he tends to have a knack for that anyway. When he gets into the playoffs, like it's it's a different animal. He's no longer triple double Westbrook. Yeah, you and, know, and they'll have Anthony Davis back as well, and he needs to elevate his game too. Yeah, let's say Anthony. If Anthony can give them eighteen points and ten rebounds, honestly, eighteen and fifteen. He should be getting 15 rebounds against most of the teams that they, they're going to get matched up on. Yeah, like against the Warriors, easily. Yeah, we're, Warriors we're seeing... are super small, and you can see that now with against the Bucks. It's They're struggling without uh, Draymond. Yeah. Which is part of the, like where their skit is coming from right now. That defensive presence, that, that voice presence, he, he's definitely being missed. I still think without Draymond... Because the Bucks don't have Drew Holiday, this is still not really acceptable. If I'm mm. Steve Kerr, and I know Steve Kerr is probably feeling that way already. Oh, yeah. This is definitely... Or, you know, maybe he's already shaking it off and it's like, who cares? That, that yeah, could be on, how... Yeah, move on to the next. Yeah, yeah. maybe that, that is the right mentality. Mind you, the Bucks came off losing two, two of their most recent games uh, against the Hornets. Oh yeah, we didn't even mention that. We we watched a lot of Hornets Bucks these last uh, this last week. Yeah. And LaMelo led the Hornets to two victories over the Bucks and got Gordon Hayward was the reason for the last one. Hayward had 30. He had, yeah, he was very instrumental. Like that was It's nice to see him back and watching the post-game interview with him, I can tell his whole demeanor has changed. Yeah. I think he's officially gone from like young Gordon Hayward to he's he's starting his veteran days. Yeah. You know, and I think that injury caused him to hit veteran a lot sooner than I feel that we wanted him to. But oh man. Oh, we didn't get to enjoy him playing as much because oh of gosh. those injuries that he continuously had and Do you remember his first injury? Did, yeah, the did leg. you did you see it? Yeah, that was so bad. I literally so I I remember I, I just got home from work, mm -hmm. and I was like, oh, yeah, let me turn the game on. And it was that play. It was right when I turned the game on. And I was like, this is how we're going to start the NBA season. Yeah. This is it. That's week <laughs> one against uh, Cleveland. Yeah. Oh, game my one. gosh. Yeah. It was game one, yeah. 
Um, Literally, it was the first few minutes of the game, yeah. too. Yeah, I don't think it was more than three minutes into the f- the first. Yeah, uh, yeah. I just That's remember rough. turning the TV on and I was like... Imagine how different uh, the Boston Celtics' success could have been. Oh, yeah, for sure. That... Because Hayward was a big... The big piece of to put that Celtics you had team Walker, together. Right? You had Kemba Walker there, right? This was Kyrie. This is Kyrie there, that's right. Yeah. That's right. This was Hayward, Kyrie, and they had Tatum and Brown. Like, that's insane. Yeah. On a, you put that in perspective when they all should be playing. But who knows? The Hayward injury, the Kyrie disagreement, whatever you want to call it against Boston, just. Kyrie seems to disagree with everybody, so that's just in his nature. That's Kyrie's favorite thing to do is to disagree. Yep. That's fine to disagree, just admit that you can disagree. Yeah, uh, agree like, to disagree. Agree. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you don't have to disagree to disagree. Right. I feel like that's where he's at on a lot of his things, but... I mean, watching him play the past few games has been nice to watch him play again. It, I, I remember my first time thinking the earth was flat. <laughs> Which I think now he doesn't even say that he believes. Or he just doesn't tell anyone anymore. Yeah. He's probably had somebody in his ear saying, you can't be saying stuff like that. Do you know how much money you'll lose on endorsements? And For real. You can't can, be saying can, the earth is flat, man. We can't endorse <laughs> crazy. <laughs> Shit, seriously. Yeah, you were definitely angry last night when the Spurs lost. As you should have been, though. There were some questionable no calls, some questionable calls. Just And the defense on the Spurs is just atrocious. It's just we're we're so young. And it's... I feel like there's a major disconnect on on how Pop, like, his system works Mm -hmm. and where the NBA is going. And so he's trying to evolve at the same time as the game is evolving. So he's playing catch-up and keep-up at the same time, and it's not working. It was like rollerblading with one rollerblade. Yeah. It's, it's not conducive. That's why I feel like it's time. It's time for Pop to move on. The franchise is going in its own direction. I don't know who I'd want as a coach, and that's why I wouldn't want to get rid of him at the same time. But it also isn't really helping our team either. So... And our draft picks have not been amazing. Just so we're clear, if you woke up tomorrow and breaking news, Greg Popovich retired, like, you'd be solid with that. Uh, I would want him to finish out the season, but yes. Okay, (laughs) okay. I wouldn't want, like, by the way, I'm like, I'm done. You know, no, no, like, you're gonna... You're going to give us a like, farewell. Like, this is the last season. You're going to give us 40 more games. Got bro. it. Like, got I'm not it. taking an interim coach. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 100% agree. And I really do hope that he beats the record. Uh, he's on pace to do it. To this be the year. number one leader. And maybe an all-time coaching wins. The number one in all-time coaching wins. And I think that just puts him even on a greater status than what he already is. San Antonio... We probably talked about San Antonio too much on this episode, uh, but <laughs> Greg Popovich is somehow underrated, yet one of the greatest coaches of all time. Yeah. Because he's on the Spurs. He coaches the Spurs. Is that true? Yes. I would, uh, I would agree with that. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to give you a scenario. You're Ben Simmons, right? Mm-hmm. 
your agent comes up to you, you're like, all right, I have worked out three different trade scenarios for you. One's going to be the Lakers. One's going to be Boston. And one is going to be, let's say, Miami. Where are you going? Ben Simmons? Yeah. If you're Ben Simmons, where are you going? I don't think he'd, he would take the Laker option. No. I don't think so. So that's just a bunch of hype. There's no On both way. camps? Yeah. Okay. Because I don't... You think it's He's... more of the Lakers than Ben Simmons? Yeah. So that wouldn't be... You don't see even a Laker trade scenario happening. Yeah. He's not looking for that role. Okay. Then I'll give you another team name that's been thrown out there. The Sacramento Kings. Kings, Boston, Miami. Don't make the too obvious of the answer. <laughs> See, I feel like he would choose Boston. Okay. I think he would want to stay in the East. And I think going to Boston, what they'd probably lose Tatum. No. Jalen. Jalen, okay. At least I would keep Jason Tatum over Jalen Brown. Yeah. I don't think it's smart for Boston to get rid of Jason Tatum. That is their best player that is the face of their franchise. Why would you do that? Trade Jalen Brown. They're obviously not meshing. Front office needs to do something. I don't know why Brad Stevens is even hesitating. Like the team is below five hundred. Yeah, you gotta make. They gotta moves make now. something. They got trade Jalen Brown. If it's Jason Tatum and Ben Simmons, and I think Ben Simmons could really rejuvenate his career in Boston. Yeah. See, that's what I feel like it's a great that's a option. Good call. For him. Like. I don't think Sacramento, again, it puts him in the West, and I don't think he... I don't think he wants to see LeBron more than he has to. Yo, you, he wants the easy way. Yeah, he's not going to try going out of his way to win anything. At this point, that is how it looks. I'm not saying that anything about him, because I still think Ben Simmons is overall a good player. He just unfortunately went and played for the, the most ruthless fan base. And that takes a toll mentally. Come on, man. You can't. It's Philly, man. I get it, but you, you're you an NBA player. I don't care. You cannot use that excuse. Philly fans, yeah, they're they're the most abrasive, aggressive fans in sports. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's it. nothing wrong with that at all. Like, you're passionate, what, whatever. Like, that's, that's your culture. And they embrace that culture, that's fine. But that's what you should expect. Same for like New York. There's mm-hmm. a certain attitude to it. Like, yeah, that's what you should be properly trained for, men- mentally trained yeah. for. Like I, the same Joel reason. Embiid handles Philly fine. Yes, and he went through an entire few years being injured. And I understand mental health is very important. Trust me, I I promise you, ladies and gentlemen, I am I'm with. Every word on mental health being a priority. But with where where his options and what's available to get him help as quickly as possible, seems like there could be better progress done. He's faster. choosing not to yeah. do. Yeah. Like, not get the help. Like, if he wanted to cooperate, he would be doing this. Yes. If he wanted to be out there, he would do this. And blame the Philly fans, sure, but that's a cop-out to would me. Would it be crazy? That's a cop-out. Would it be crazy... 
if Ben Simmons retired? Like, think Andrew Luck. He can't retire. He needs... What's he going to do? I don't know. I'm just what, saying. What, is he going to... He's going to go star on MTV somewhere? That <laughs> seems like the way he's going to go. He's already involved himself in that... I'm just saying, wouldn't that be crazy? Atmosphere. Wouldn't that be crazy? I'm not saying that that's a thing, but... You know what I mean? Man, that'd be so crazy. Think about some players that just ended up leaving the league. <sighs> that'd be so stupid. It like, that's how crazy stupid. it is. It's, <laughs> But it's... You know what I'm saying? It's not unheard of. In professional sports, it happens all the time. Why is he going to retire? I'm just to get saying... out of a contract and then come back in maybe a year? Oh! oh! <laughs> that's so smart. Damn! <laughs> oh, that was like double realization. Oh, that was great. All right, Matty Ice. I believe you have some sort of list for us. Or is this list in order? It's not in order. It's not in order. It's oh, not in order. okay, okay. So it's just your top three MVPs right now in no particular order. In no particular okay, order. Okay, I, I respect that. Let, let's hear the top three MVPs. Matty Ice, according to Matty Ice. Well, one that's in it, and it pains me to say it, it's LeBron James. Okay, whoa. Just because since coming back from injury, he is definitely been more integral and going to center yeah he's definitely keeping the lakers relevant yeah he is holding them afloat for the time being now whether they excel whether they don't we'll see but all right so lebron lebron jaw mr jaw morant okay wow mvp yes and Just then, because uh, of how he's leading the team? Yes. And, like, you can tell the difference of when he's on the court and off the court. And just how their offensive runs and just, you know, it's the production. Jaw is very integral to that, and I think that's puts him in that conversation. Yeah. He's taking them where they need to be. Absolutely. And then Steph is my final. Seth. Okay. Seth. Seth. Steph. Steph. <laughs> Not Steph. Let's just get that straight. <laughs> Not Seth Curry. No. Nope, right. nope. Steph Curry. Okay, so we got Steph Curry, John Morant, and LeBron James. So no Joker. No. Is he in your top five? Would you put Joker in your top five? On some days. On some days. Wow. Okay, okay. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, this has been a great episode. Uh, my name is Mitchell Keith. Matty Ice. And thank you for tuning in to Balls Out. Talk to your petty asses later.